Welcome to the Infinite Energy Podcast. We have a topic that you're going to love for today. We are talking about the energy of pressure. When you feel it internally, when you experience it externally, what it means and how you can use it for good. So stay tuned because today is all about pressure. Hi, we're sisters Kay and Chai, and we're the hosts of the Infinite Energy Podcast. We believe that everyone has the power to live a more energized, optimistic, and fulfilling life. In every episode, we share tips and techniques for harnessing your own power and creating the life you deserve. Get ready to ignite and discover the limitless power of Infinite Infinite Energy. We are starting this episode out with a special shout out to our Leadership and Culture Management 491 class. Today's topic came from a quote that was shared inside that class, and the quote was just so good. It was short, and it was punchy, and it had to do with pressure, but it impacted Shyla and I so deeply that we decided to do a whole podcast about it. Now, if you're wondering what was the quote, it was three simple words, and those words are pressure is a privilege. Okay, it's four words, but the two in the middle are really short, so we'll call it three, right? Pressure is a privilege. Now, when our student dropped this on us, we were like, oh, that is such a good reframe because she was sharing about how she was a a very competitive athlete through, through her schooling years, and she would get into those competitive arenas, and there's a lot of fans and a lot of people and a lot of pressure, and something her grandfather would always tell her is pressure is a privilege, and so she would use that to anchor, to center, to ground herself during those moments. Now, while researching the quote, we found out that this is actually a quote said by the tennis legend, Billie Jean King, who won 39 Grand Slam titles, so knew a thing or two about pressure. Now, here is her direct quote about it. Usually, if you have tremendous pressure, it's because an opportunity comes along. She remembers thinking about the phrase on center court at Wimbledon, realizing that she had been dreaming about this moment and feeling a lot of pressure. Even then, she could most appreciate how incredible it was to be standing there. Quote, most of the time, if you really think about it, usually it's a privilege. Such beautiful words of wisdom from Billie Jean King, someone who embodied this idea and spirit of turning pressure into something beautiful. Now, before we get too far into today's episode, you know it wouldn't be an episode of infinite energy without our definition of the day. Let's bring these out. We have two definitions for you today because the word pressure is both a verb and a noun. All right, first up, we hear it in its noun sense, continuous physical force exerted on or against an object by something in contact with it. The second definition that we have is it in its verb form, the use of persuasion, influence, or intimidation to make someone do something. We're going to discuss pressure in the realm of both of these definitions throughout today's episode, but I want to start us off with one of the most classic examples of pressure that there is, and actually uh, one of my favorite Incubus songs uh, sings, ooh, give us time to shine, even diamonds start as coal. So let's talk about the most famous example of pressure out there, diamonds. Right. As you probably know, diamonds are formed under tremendous amounts of continuous pressure. They start as coal and the secret ingredient is 
pressure. So in order to get a diamond, it has to go through intense pressure. So if we think about this as a metaphor for achieving anything, whatever our diamond is, our desired diamond, we have to anticipate there's going to be a tremendous amount of pressure to get there. It's pressure, it's heat, it's difficulty. You know, imagine where a diamond sits underneath the earth, right? It's like it's inside the earth's mantle and it's in the layer of hot molten rock that you get to right underneath the dirt. So in between the dirt and the hot molten lava, it's this little pocket where diamonds get created. That cannot be, if if you had senses and a nervous system inside an environment like that, that would not be a comfortable environment. So this is the idea of pressure. You know, as where you were talking about that, Shine almost made me think too about the the sharpening of a sword or iron in the fire, right? It has to get heated. It has to be pressurized and then pounded before it becomes anything that's actually usable. And this level of force applied to the physical object, if you're a human, can sometimes create some emotional stirring. Right. So we we know about that kind of physical pressure, right? And the scientific definition of pressure being like a force physically exerted on something. But you likely relate to the term the same way that we do, which is in that internal sense or even in that external sense, but that sense of feeling that friction of needing to do or not do something under pressure for a deadline, under pressure, under expectations, under pressure about something that's upcoming, right? This is the the usual way that we use pressure in our vernacular when we're talking about it. And it's the way that we're going to mostly approach it here today, which is why that diamond analogy helps us really tie in kind of both the noun and the verb sense to see how this plays out in our life. When we look at pressure, it can be seen from two different angles. Someone might say, I don't like pressure, right? It's hot. It's uncomfortable. It hurts. I feel like others pressure me to do things that I don't necessarily want to do or that don't feel authentic for me. And then there's the side of pressure that feeds us, right? The pressure that we get that helps us to perform, the pressure that pushes us to go further, right? The pressure that that builds inside of us when we're not achieving to the level we know we're capable at. So pressure is a driving force, though some of us can come to resent it. Absolutely. I know there are times, especially if you experience chronic pressure, as most of modern society does, it's something that leads to burnout that can lead to all kinds of uh, of bad results for you. And that's why we think it's so helpful, because honestly, the level of pressure is not going to go away. So the best thing you can do about it is reframe yourself so it doesn't hurt you as much. And that's why this quote, pressure is a privilege, was just so reorienting and groundbreaking for us because it helps in that way of just understanding you wouldn't be in a situation where there's pressure if you weren't trying to accomplish something, right? If there's no expectations, if there's no big game to play, if there's no paper or debut or project, then there's no pressure and then there's no accomplishment and then there's no advancement or progress. And so we need pressure, which means getting right with pressure is something we all want to do. Now, one of the secret sauces to achievement and to gathering your goals at the rate and speed at which you want to gather them is whether you thrive under pressure or whether you wilt under pressure. Now, think about the pressure that 
champions on a national stage must face daily. Uh, we might think, well, that's you know easy, right? Because their life is fully taken care of for them. They're, they're national uh, uh, sports figures. But the pressure that they receive to be out on the field, to perform for their fans, for their family, for their legacy, that pressure has got to be insane and intense. And we look at the pinnacle of achievement, uh, at least in the athletic world, let's say the NFL or the NBA, these people are under an unbelievable amount of pressure, but their ability to bear the burden of those blessings is the difference between the people who are the champions and the people who are not. Now, you heard Kay's phrasing there. It's one that we love, bear the burden of the blessing. Wait, a blessing is a burden? Not necessarily, but a big blessing in order to carry that is going to be a heavy burden on your back. And part of that burden includes that feeling of pressure and being able to maybe transmute or transform that pressure into some an energy that's positive and helpful for you, which makes one wonder, okay, why have humans then evolved to sometimes, lots of times, be attracted to high-pressure situations? situations, right? Why do we want to get uh, to that pinnacle of achievement where the championship game, right? Like that's a lot of pressure, but maybe you're not an athlete. That's okay. Like what is your championship, right? Because we all have one, that dream or that idea and, and, and getting to that point would obviously include a lot of pressure, which is why humans have been attracted to pressure inducing situations since the beginning of time, because we want, we have that desire to advance. And ultimately deep down, we have that desire to grow. And in order order to do that, we've got to have some friction in order to move us down that path, right? Some pressure buildup in order to create momentum and movement. And so that's why we see that there's this, this attraction to pressure for growth, for that sense of accomplishment, for our building of our self-esteem, for differentiation and recognition within our society. And there are too some people who really just thrive in pressure. Uh, we're going to keep deep diving into the psychology of pressure, the benefits of pressure, the drawbacks of pressure, but we know what's really going through your minds right now because we cannot say the word pressure 900 bajillion times without you thinking about the song. We know, we know. It was in your mind. It was in our mind too. Under pressure. <laughs> right? Okay, okay. One more shout out there for you for all of my Bruno fans out there, for all my Encanto fans out there. We've been singing pressure like a drip, 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 and I won't let go. No. Whoa. Yeah. So that's uh, that we surface pressure. Song, you know, it gets celebrated in pop culture. Clearly, this is part of the human condition that's not going away. We know it was on your brains. It was on our brains, too. But stay tuned for more fun and more facts about pressure as we continue. One of our proudest business accomplishments is what we've been able to do with Squeeze In Franchising. The Squeeze In is a breakfast lunch restaurant featuring the best omelets on the planet, and it's been around for almost 50 years. And now you can have a Squeeze In in your community. We've seen how this business transformed our families, and now we are so excited to offer this to families around the country to see how this little restaurant might change their family and their community. If you're wondering how to set up your adult children for legacy and success through a small business, then the Squeeze In is an option we urge you to consider. Come find out more about Squeeze In franchising at squeezein.com. Do you find yourself losing control of your scroll on social media? If you do, then you want to stay tuned to join the Simply Social Club with Kay and I. We've got an 
awesome challenge for you where you have the opportunity to detox from social media for 48 hours, seven days, 14, or even 31 days right along Shyla and I. So go to kandshy.com slash simply social and find out a little bit more and hopefully you'll take a pledge alongside us. We'll see you in 2023. See you in the club. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. So I recently read an article that was kind of haha funny, but then I actually had to go and fact check it because it, it just seemed so outlandish. But the idea behind the article was that kids these days are looking much younger than kids did maybe back in the 1920s. If you look at an 18 year old from 1922, they look like a grown I almost said a bad word, a grown human. That, that looks like a grown human. You look at an 18-year-old from these days, they still look like they are children. What is the difference? Well, it turns out that pressure and stress, especially in early childhood development, can create earlier puberty patterns in humans. And so the increased stress and pressure of the environment of the Great Depression, of war times, of not having all of our modern conveniences created stress inside little child bodies that created early onset adulthood. I mean, I'm not surprised, right? When we see those pictures of 18 year olds from 100 years ago, their faces look like they've seen some stuff, yeah. right? Because they have, because they went through stress, they went through pressure and that, that ages a soul quicker than the coddling that we've created for our kids these days. And it's it's not any one parent's fault. This is a society thing and it's how we're evolving. And we'll continue to observe the effects and impacts of that. But this is such an interesting insight, I think, Kate, to bring forward. We know that we're seeing puberty in terms of a, a physical onset happen earlier because of diet and those kinds of changes. But the, the way that someone looks because of pressure and stress and they've experienced, right? Like you can't take that out of somebody's eyes. Mm -hmm. Like you can't remove that. I've seen some stuff vibe and look from somebody and where we are removing that pressure and stress from kids' lives, which means we're not seeing that look until much later in adulthood. And so that's not surprising to see that reflected. And I thought that was really interesting too. You know where I see that look so starkly shy is in those, in the sweet, tiny babies of Kay and Shy, circa 2019. Man, I look back to those pictures. I'm like, we had no idea. Pre-COVID. Oh, pre-COVID. Pre, you know, pre kind of the, the blowing up of, of and, and the chaos was great, right? Chaos energy created a new order in our life that is even better and, and what we needed. But I look at those pictures and I can see a difference in the girl's eyes there than our girl's eyes now because we've had more pressure. We've seen some things. <laughs> yeah. We went into the compresses of the molten lava but I don't know if we're diamonds yet. No, nope. we definitely got a little bit of accelerated growth through that pressure cooker situation. And so thinking about maybe the pressures in your life, there's likely areas that trigger pressure for you more than others. And one thing that I found is I feel a lot of pressure 
to perform in particular in areas where I know I'm strong at. But now the the feelings like right when we have all kinds of different feelings. So thinking about that idea of pressure, right, that like that tenseness that I need to perform, that I need to have output, right, that I need to have this expectation met. Like think about where are those areas in your life where you feel that, right? I know that I feel that pressure anytime that we have to get up and talk about something, right? And, and that's a good pressure for me or that pressure, right? When you've got um, a trip coming and you've got to get the house, you like to get the house clean and you want to get your inbox clean. You have to get the suitcase packed and the time is clicking, right? There's pressure, but you use that energy to move yourself forward. And I think that that's something many of us do is end up using pressure through procrastination, through um, some of those other things that get to us, right? Those, that hesitation. <laughs> I want to get into the Joseph right here. Failure, fear <laughs> yes, of success. We'll right? get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Those thieves of our dreams. But when we use those pressure in those situations, I, I think many of us use pressure as a crutch to accelerate ourselves to action to overcome those things. Well, this is the idea of personal pressure, right? Mm -hmm. The pressure that you put on yourself. And we all uh, get this to some degree. Many of us, when we uh, experience internal personal pressure, what happens is, is that we get into, uh, I think, almost this expectation mode. Yeah. And then if something, an action, maybe from our own personal expectation, doesn't meet the 100% picture of what we believe, maybe we'll, we'll, we won't do that thing at all. Now, maybe you've fallen into this trap as well. And I think we've talked about it on this podcast before, but it is worth repeating because many of us are in this space. Have you ever had 30 minutes and you knew that you could do 30 minutes of an exercise, but your personal standard is to work out 60 minutes a day? Did you skip the 30 minutes because you couldn't do 60? This is where sometimes internal personal expectations or personal pressure can harm our performance instead of excel it. But there are many times where personal pressure can be the driving force behind the reason you're performing in the first place. Right. Those personal expectations shaped by all kinds of different things, societal standards, family patterns, maybe religious affiliations or political affiliations. And sometimes we outgrow those. And so that tension inside can feel like pressure. So those personal expectations is definitely a source of pressure. So is social comparison, right? When we start to compare ourselves to others, this is another area where we tend to create some feelings of pressure inside of ourselves. We feel pressure that we're not far enough, pretty enough, good enough young enough, old enough, successful enough, accomplished enough, networked enough, resourced enough to do what it is that we want to do. And that creates a feeling of tension and pressure inside. This one's less healthy than, than some other forms, but it's one that we want to be aware of because it's it's one that when it can be insidious if we don't address it. It really can. I mean, think about it. You go on Instagram and it looks like everyone is traveling and everyone's out there and they're traveling. And I only have this much money in my bank account and I know that I'm saving for my future and I haven't contributed to my Roth IRA this year but everyone on Instagram is traveling. And so I'm going to take everything that I have out of my bank account. I'm going to go travel too, because the pressure of social comparison is now driving behavior. So you can see how this could be dangerous. It goes beyond just the way that you spend money. Uh, and it can be something that you, we really need to be aware about. One area I find myself uh, doing this right now in a place that's not constructive is social comparison uh, via age. I turned 30 this year feel like I'm ringing some bell <laughs> in a good way or a bad way. I'll Welcome. let you decide. Yes, <laughs> I turned 30. Club. But as I start to hear about accomplishments of people in their 20s that exceed mine now being in my 30s, I feel the pressure 
starting to compound inside, it's obviously personally inflicted. And it's allowed me to examine when that pressure has come forward that maybe I have an unhealthy thinking pattern at play and I could bring more peace to myself if I were able to find a way to unravel that or maybe just not be socially comparing at all. I can't help but, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about pressure as that force, right? Like uh, trying to hearken back to like, how can I conceptualize pressure? It's force and it's force whether we apply it on ourselves or it's force that we imagine others are applying on ourselves, right? Many of us probably first encountered the word pressure outside of a scientific setting in the in the form of peer pressure, right? We start to learn about peer pressure. Well, what is peer pressure, right? That's when those around you, your peers are, are trying to get you to behave in a certain way or do a certain thing or agree with a certain statement, right? And there's that pressure to conform. So feeling that force, right? That force feeling. And so whether it's from internally or externally or imagined, pressure really being that force feeling um, is a, a good way, I think, to anchor back to like, what is it that we're talking about here? And what we know about force is that it can be used for bad a lot, but it can also be used for good. And once we know how to harness that force energy and move it in the direction that's useful for us and relax around that force energy that we can't do anything about that's only hurting us, now we've got to that place where we can truly see that pressure is a privilege. The double-edged sword about pressure for performance is that as we use pressure to drive our performance, something really insidious can often sneak in without us even realizing. And this is the fear of failure. This, what happens if I succeed and lose it all? Or what happens if I try and fall on my face and everybody laughs at me, right? pressure out of the fear of failure uh, or the performance pressure can create the fear of failure, but then the fear of of failure creates its own type of pressure as well and can be compounding. So when you find yourself starting to walk down that pressure path, no, it's a self-created one and there are ways to get around it. Lots of us feel pressure as well for that desire for success. And as you know, many of you know, Kay and I teach at the University of Nevada, Reno, which means we get to see this crop of 18 to 22 year olds every semester and really understanding, especially at that age in our early adulthood, uh, you're, you're establishing who you are, but it's so apparent how much pressure we internalize based on our parents and our family's expectations, right? So we might have a desire for success, but maybe that desire for success is like to be a successful artist, but there's been this pressure from our family to be a professional, to have a good job, to have a career that is guaranteed to make money. And so they're going for maybe a degree that's heading them down a medical profession, right? So there's this pressure for success and they desire for success too, but that pressure is pushing them in a direction that's not in alignment with their heart. And we know that eventually that's going to lead to strife in someone's life. And so, you know, where the professor's up there, but like ranting and raving about follow your heart and develop the skills that you're here to give and no one can give your gifts but you. But that pressure is a real thing that lots of us feel, whether we're applying it to the direction of our life that we're going, how we're doing in our parenting, talk about a pressure place there, how we're doing in our health and our body or our careers. There's all kinds of places that we find pressure around our desire for success. Stay tuned as we continue here on the topic of pressure. Next up, we're going to talk about where you can find pressure in your life and what you can do to make sure it doesn't get the best of you.
We're talking leadership this week. And one of the organizations we are so proud to be at the helm of is the Neuroencoding Institute. We got to co-found the Neuroencoding Institute alongside Dr. Joseph McClendon III, amazing world-renowned neuropsychologist and incredible mentor and teacher. If you're at all interested in learning more about what the Neuroencoding Institute does and what it can do for you, please visit neuroencoding.com. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. All right, friends, family, fellow infinite energy seekers, we are here talking about pressure. We're going to talk about the types of pressure. We're going to talk about what pressure can do if it goes unchecked. We're also going to discuss how you can reframe pressure in order to help it work for you instead of against you. Now, just to give us a quick idea of the realms of life that we can experience pressure, it's not just in that pressure to succeed or perform. We might feel it acutely for academic pressure, for career pressure. There's all kinds of athletic pressure. There's relationship pressure. There's the personal pressure that we put on ourselves. There's financial pressure, a huge pressure for many, many folks. And then of course, that societal pressure and expectation, as well as the pressure put on to us from peers, from our families we talked about in the last segment and so many others. So this force of pressure is, uh, is present in so many different different places and ways. And if it can go unchecked, as Kay mentioned, it can really lead to some not so great results in our life. So if pressure goes unchecked without you finding ways to reframe it and make it positive for uh, a positive force in your life, it can lead to a lot of really terrible outcomes. First and foremost, the outcome of burnout. If you've ever felt burnout before, pressure has likely been the cause. This is the state of physical and emotional exhaustion. I know, Shai, you and I have both so say, raise your hand if you felt burnout before. Like, uh, yeah, everyone has, right? So this is just, when we dance that line of pressure, when we fall on the wrong side, we fall into these bad things. We fall into things like burnout and nobody likes that. Right, well, I think, Shai, you know, there have been a couple of times where you've, you particularly, who I think, I don't want to say suffer from personal pressure because you're excellent and it makes you a better human, but you are somebody who you put an enormous amount of personal pressure on yourself. And there have been a few times in our work relationship where I've had to call time out on you and make you be like, you got it. You need a day. Or yeah. maybe a week or two. Like we need to poke a hole on the side of that and let some of this pressure, pressure out. Right? Have you ever felt that? That's that burnout feeling. I'm so blown up that every bit of pressure is like, as I just can't. Right? And so you need that little bit of release. And I know when I came home uh, this summer or last summer, okay, from the big cruise, I was like, I didn't realize how long I'd been running rims on road. That's what we like to call it. I'm rims on road right now. Right? Like I got sparks flying. The pressure has cut me. I am burnt out. So if you've been there, us too. Even recently, you're not like really good at all of this, but talking about the pressure and, and studying it and getting the chance to dissect it with all of you helps us grow. We hope it helps you grow too. Um, and definitely helps us maybe fall on the better side of pressure more so than the bad side. You know, I heard Joseph uh, McClendon III talking earlier just today about this idea that if you haven't made it to the top of the mountain and you feel like you can't turn around and help others, you've got to remember that there are people people 
at every step of that elevation. And he actually said, if you're at the top, trying to teach the people at the bottom, they can't hear you. So yes, Shyla and I are absolutely still climbing this pressure mountain. We're right alongside you, but we hope you're close enough to us on the hill that you're hearing some of these things and that maybe they're sparking some good things for you. The other sign that pressure has gotten too much in your life is when you're starting to feel anxiety and stress, especially when those things become out of control or maybe begin to manifest as physical symptoms. I know our mom used to struggle with heart palpitations and, and sweating because of her stress and the pressures that she would put on herself. She had a very high pressure job. Interesting to say that. That's a, a very common phrase, right? She yeah. was in a high pressure public relations job and, and having physical symptoms of stress. And if you've ever experienced physical symptoms of stress, that you know that doesn't feel good. And oftentimes it's brought by an onset of pressure. We also know that when we fall on that wrong side of pressure, we can experience diminished creativity, negative self-talk, decreased learning and growth. So all of these things are real dangers when we when we interpret that force in a negative way. And I, I phrased it that way, particularly because what we want to do now is just help bring awareness around how you interpret that pressure is the determinant of which way you fall when you're walking the pressure line. Nobody gets it right perfectly, including us all of the time. But we're hoping that all of us can get better at falling on the better side, which means finding ways to reframe the pressure, re-understand the pressure and align with it. So we can use that force for good, right? That's what it is. It's a force. So let's use that force for good and accelerate the things that are good and that can help our uh, advance the things that we want to see come to fruition. So let's talk about this shift. Let's talk about this reframe when it comes to pressure. How do we get right with it in our own hearts and heads? How do we allow pressure to be an advantage for us? Now, I got to go back to Joseph McClendon III's work because it is so fundamental in this. Joseph says that as we think so we feel, as we feel, so we do, as we do, so we have. But what does the thinking get sparked from? Now, thinking happens as a result of events that are going on in the external and you are processing them. You're thinking, you're the, the brain machine inside your mind, its job is to articulate your surroundings so that you don't go crazy and that you're not too scared about what's going on. And what many of us miss on this track is that we are the ones who control that thinking and that voice. And so many times when we get faced with the external action of pressure on us or on our life, that voice inside our heads goes, oh my gosh, the pressure, it's so much. This is so difficult. This is overwhelming. I'm going to be anxious. This will lead to burnout. This will make me stressful. And now we start associating all of those negative things that we know pressure can bring about. And it creates a conversation in our head that we begin to think, that we begin to feel, that we then eventually begin to do and unfortunately begin to have. Right. And that's all those, those understandings about pressure came from those thoughts generated, which means when we start to have those thoughts generated, that is our opportunity. Hopefully an alarm bell goes off in your mind as you start to think about pressure and how it's hurting you and it's squeezing you, right? Because it's a force being applied to you. Then you can go, Ooh, 
I realized that this is my opportunity to think about this in a different way, which is why we started off with the episode of giving you the golden quote that was like, oh my gosh, what a good reframe on pressure is that pressure is a privilege. If you are experiencing pressure, it means you are in some kind of likely privileged opportunity space, right? You're trying to create something or do something or get somewhere or meet someone or or achieve something or progress something or advance something, right? Like you're trying to do something. So that's good, right? So now we can interpret that, that when pressure is a privilege allows us to interpret the situation in a way that reminds us of the context around the situation while removing all of our internal struggle around it. So that's a really helpful and excellent reframe for you when it comes to thinking about pressure and it getting to you. All right, here's a couple other reframes for you that might be helpful. Pressure actually creates a chemical response inside your brain that increases your adrenaline and some of the other stress hormones inside that increase your focus and your attention, which means when you're feeling pressure, you're actually sharper and you can use this to your advantage if you can recognize it before your thoughts spiral out of control. All right, exactly. I love that. If we're remembering this is a force, then do something with the force, right? Use it to advance that project, to write the thing, to send the email, to do the workout. Or if you're feeling pressure about something larger that you can't just immediately activate on, use that force in your body literally, right? Like get down and do some push-ups, do some jumping jacks, right? Like let that pressure release. Literally, that's what that's all about, right? It's it is a force and you want to give it somewhere to go so it's not that expanding balloon that pops, you want to be able to let some of that air out. So whether it's physically moving your body or or physically moving your body in terms of producing something, usually that's like a written thing on our computers these days, but maybe it's out there performing or a workout, doing something with that force and that energy allows you to dissipate the pressure. Well, pressure can increase your motivation and that effort if it is something that's coming up and you want to increase and and hit that level. You can when you use this force, it increases not only that focus and attention, but that motivation and the level of effort that you're willing to put forward. Right. The higher the stakes, the better the player has to be in order to win the game. Right. They're not putting high school football players in the Super Bowl for a flipping reason. Right. Because they've earned this through the amount of pressure that they've faced over and over over and over again. The other thing that it can bring you is improved resilience. Just like that over and over and over again, builds up physical muscles. The endurance of pressure builds up your emotional, your social, and your mental faculties as well, allowing you to handle more pressure in the future. Ultimately, when we are able to use this force for good, we are able to see massive personal growth and development in our own lives. And so that's what we want to do. We want to use this force to advance the things that we're looking to advance in our relationships, in our spirituality, in our health and fitness, in our businesses. We can use this energy of pressure. And we hope that that this has been a helpful reframe for you on it. And like we didn't go into, you know, those strategies because you know that, right? You know what it takes time management, chunking down your tasks, right? Seeking support, you know, all of those things. But we thought that this was going to be such a helpful episode to bring forward about that. Just pressure is a privilege. And how can you reframe it and use that force for good in your life? Now, your sisters want to come in with just a little friendly familial pressure to please go subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review. If you enjoy anything that we talk about here on the Infinite Energy Podcast, we would love to hear from you, to see you on our channels. And remember, this comes at you with love as always from your sisters, Kay and Shai.
This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.